Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or, I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word do good better at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with uh, super smart people and super awesome people to help your small and uh, medium-sized nonprofits do more awesome. Um, sometimes you meet uh, somebody on the interwebs and then you wonder uh, why in the hell haven't we met before? Uh, my guest today, uh, Marianne Dirsch, she is the uh, founder of uh, Courageous Communications. She is uh, one of the nicer human beings that I've had the pleasure of meeting on the interwebs. And someday as the world opens up, we're going to find our way in the middle of this country to go and meet in person because she's just fantastic. Marianne, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. Oh. Well, thank you so much. I am so happy to be here and always happy to be with you. Super awesome. Okay. Um, we have much to discuss uh, today, and uh, we're going to squeeze it into 24 and a half minutes for our right. audience. Um, but before we do that, if people are you know, sort of tuning in on YouTube and they're going through iTunes and they see your name and they see this awesome, courageous communication, I want to be a part of that, but they have no idea who the heck you are. Why don't you give us kind of like a 5,000 foot overview on what you do, who you are, and why in the heck we're talking today? Yeah, okay. I'm a little scared of heights, so maybe it's like a 10,000 foot overview. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I work with nonprofits on growing their influence so they can grow their income and impact. I work, you know, on a, the mindset and traditionally my work for many years and I started working in nonprofits in the early nineties. Um, <laughs> you were probably 10 then. Um, and I work in communication and marketing. And through that work, I realized that if you're going to communicate effectively externally, you need to communicate effectively internally and how we can communicate better internally is by creating better stories. So our thoughts become our words and our words create our outcome. And that's what I really do. I help people with the mindset, um, how they think and feel about something will determine the outcome. And I just didn't really see anyone else going to this place. It, you know, there's strategy and there's mindset. And I see them working together. And I saw a lot of people delivering strategy. But if your thoughts aren't aligned, it's not going to it's not going to connect. And over the years in my work, I would see organizations that like really took to what we did and, and embraced these brands and ran with it. And then I'd see organizations that would kind of fall flat, like, okay, why does it work for some and not the others? And then that's um, kind of what I created this business to help organizations communicate better internally so they can attract the right people and the right resources to their organization and, you know, do good better. Well, played. right. Well, mm -hmm. I, I, <laughs> checks in the mail right there. See, I, see I brought that home. Yeah, I, I crushed it. That's how you know you're a professional right there. Um, here's a question that I have. And I think a lot of nonprofits are uh, probably saying, well, influence, influencers. Um, 
we want to attract influencers. We ourselves are not influencers. I think that's a dangerous thing to have in between your ears is that you don't assume that your nonprofit is making headway and being a, an influencer in the community. How do we stop this sort of um, down talk to our own selves as in the nonprofit world to say, listen, no, we need to have influence. We need to build this because influencers beget influencers and we get to meet the people that right. we want to. Yeah. So there's two things I want to say. First is, yeah, the word influencer, it's like influencer, you know, and I take selfies on Instagram and that's not what I'm talking about. And the, what I really want to say is we're already doing it right? We're already master attractors, yes. right? Whatever we put out is exact. People say, how can I be more influential? How can I be attract what I want? Like you already are. So you already are influencing. It's either getting you what you want or getting what you don't want. Mm -hmm. And if it's getting what you don't want, it's like, oh, I got to learn the skills to get what I do want. It's like, no, you already have the skills. We're just going to understand what you have and how to use it. Cause I, everyone has this inside them. This isn't anything that you have to go get it's inside you. I just teach people how to use it intentionally, mm -hmm. you know, for, and, 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 and the skills and the tools and the tricks to be able to um, move people easily in the direction that you want them to go. Cause that's my definition of influences, getting people you have no authority over to do what you want them to do. I think there's a, there's a misconception in that being manipulative. And I think that that I, I'd love to touch base about that, because if you um, if you have in the back of your brain of like, well, telling people what they should do and I, I don't have power over it, like that seems, you know, evil or whatever. Not because because right yeah we've got the evil laugh in the background we live in a dark castle and we clearly have minions right so yeah. but but I think that's where we need to reset kind of our brain like explain to how we can reset that and not think of those words or associate them with some sort of negativity or negative connotation. Yeah. And I'm, you could just go right to the good questions. I know. And, and, like and, the, and, listen, we're on a, we are on the vibe. Here. I know. Like he's so saying. He, I tell you that it's not about manipulation. It's not about mind tricks. It's not about pitching or pushing. It's about being a value to someone. So they will be a value to you. Yes. And, and so that, and, 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 um, in an authentic way. So, you know, like what's true for me and, and, um, and when I work with people around this issue, you're right. It's like, I don't want to be manipulative. Like, no, this is about, um, being a value to others. So there'll be a value to you in a way that's authentic and alignment with each other's highest good. And, and that's, that's all, that's, that's just not like a win-win. It's like a win-win-win-win-win, right? Um, and that's what makes it so amazing. What makes it challenging sometimes is, especially in the nonprofit space, we're like, we feel um, like the scarcity effect and we feel like we got to get those needs met. I got to get this money. I got to get this. Like, and then I'll, and then I'll thank you, right? Like you give it to me and then I'll be grateful. And, and influence, we kind of flip that around. It's like, when I'm valued to you, I know my needs will be met. I know that, and, and that can feel like loose or dangerous or, you know, and I, I could, and also the, the whole thing of like, get, 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 you know, take it, it. We don't mean to be that way. Right. Like that's not, it's not about greed. It's just a, a like a, a desire, a devotion to those we serve that we need those resources. And we, when we approach people from that, from that energetic, 
people get defensive. And so in this sense, it's like, when I'm a value to you, then I know you'll be a value to me. And in that sense, it's anything but manipulative, right? Transactional versus transformative, right? Transactional. I need money now and you're a good to me because you've got a large checkbook and let's talk about shop and I'm going to give you a sponsorship and done and done. When you're talking about you know, exuding your influence and being a value to somebody, you're now in turn exchanging a higher than monetary thing between a business or a donor or a supporter or somebody who's going to champion you. That's transformative. You know, we think about this in the philosophical sense of like, I should meet with my donors and ask them better questions. Yes, you should. But it's not because you're doing it from a sense of like, I'm going to finally get a check from you. It's shifting your mindset to like we as an organization or myself as a leader within the organization give value to the community. That's my influence. And I'm going to meet other people that I'm going to add value to their lives. And they in turn will ask the question, how can I help? And you'll have a whole lot of answers for that, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and it's, it's around, uh, everything you said is so perfect. I'm not sure what to say next. But it's around the idea of like, hey, you may meet, maybe you meet with a donor or a potential donor and it's not the right fit. And you can say, yeah, this isn't, we're not really what you're looking for. And that's okay. Because what I want is for you to make the best decision for you, right? And that may not be me. And, and that's okay. And part of the, the the trick of influence is the less ownership you have over the outcome, the more likely you are to get what you want. You say that again. I need, and, and I know that you and I fire rapid stuff all the time. I, the that's less good. ownership you have over the outcome, the more likely you are to get what you want. So if I, if I want to, you know, when I feel I need somebody to do this, like that, I must get this. I need those lower, like, uh, um, then you come with a, in, in a sense of like desperation or, you know, that, that, and, and people can smell it, they sense it and, and they will shut down when you can open up and like, Hey, whatever you decide is okay with me, you know, then they're more likely going to choose what you want because they get to choose. So I'll, I'll give you another phrase that everyone's going to write down, which is people hate to be sold, but they love to buy, right? We don't want to be pushed, but we love to pull and we love to buy. And, and all I'm saying is, Hey, I'm letting you choose. And when I let you choose and, and like, like really let you choose, like whatever you decide is okay with me. Yeah. We're I'm, I'm fine. You're fine. Everybody's fine. The life, you know, then, then they're like, they're more likely to be open instead of feeling like pushed, you know, because when, when we feel pushed, we go into the back of our brain into our instinct, the fight or flight, you know, like when, you know, it was like a bear chasing us. And now it's like when the car salesman comes across the parking lot, you know, like we go back, like we feel defensive. And when we, when we feel defensive, when we get pitched an idea to us, we go into instinct because now we're like fight or flight. We're trying to pick holes in it. We're trying to see. And, and instead I'm asking people to move people out of there and move into the prefrontal cortex up here. That's where in the top of your head, that's where the new information comes in. That's where rational thought lives. And that's where I want to talk with people from. And the way to get them there is to have them listen with people. When people feel seen and heard, they relax. That's how I'm a value to them. I'm listening to them. I'm witnessing them when they, and then when they relax, they relax. And now they're open to what I have to say. But if I go in, if I, you know, when sometimes organizations like help me create a pitch, I'm like, oh, oh, that's not what we want. 
We want to listen to their needs. I look for what I call pains and gains. What are their pains? Like, what are they struggling with? What are their gains? What's their vision? And if you can tap into one of those with what you have, now you're a value to them. There's a reason for them to connect to that rather than just like pitching and seeing what lands, right? And Yeah, having the audacity as an organization or as a fundraiser to say, you know what, we're not a match and you're not going to feel good about this and I'm not going to feel great about this. And do we want your, uh, you know, giant cash donation? Yeah, of course we do. But it's not going to make us feel great. The audacity to do that, I think, leads to bigger and better things down the road. Am I wrong in assuming this? No, I think you are totally right. And Again, I mentioned before scarcity, you know, the, we have, we have this belief that there's only so much money and we have to get ours and, and, you know, all of this influence is rooted in abundance, which is like, there's enough for everyone. The universe is generous and has, there's enough for all of us. And I can say, yeah, that's not really the right fit. I don't have to like square peg round hole the, you know, the the grant application to get it to fit, like, because it's just not going to be right. And And it's allowing the release of that, of what's not working so that we can have what, what is working drop in, you know, it's like, 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 let's, let's take a very concrete example, like your email list. Okay. You have 5,000 people on your email list and you've been mailing these people for years and years and years. They've never once responded, you know, and so you can release them because when we let go of that, what's not working, we make space for what can work. We make space for those people who, who want to come in, who want to be a part of it. And, and, and what we tend to like hold on to that list because they're like, well, where am I going to find all these new people? Well, they're out there. And when we have the confidence to release it, when we have confidence to invest money into our organization, right? There's the flow we can open. Now I have the confidence to invest. I'm I'm putting in, I'm spending money. I know that I can raise money, but if we won't spend, it's going to be hard to raise. It's like a stagnant pond, you know? And that's, that's what this is all rooted in. And I mean, and I practice this every day, Patrick, you know, I do like, yep. like I, I mean, um, I'm very careful about who I work with. I'm very deliberate about things. And sometimes it's like, yeah, you like, I would love to make offers to everyone. I would love, you know, and it, and I, and I know that's not serving either one of us, you know, well, and, and that's very much rooted in the idea of, of let's make the best matches possible. And, and when we do, we know that'll unlock a whole lot of other things and just let those fantasy relationships go. You know, they were never going to give anyway. They're just not your people. And, and, and that's, you know, that's when we influence is a lot about just aligning with like-minded people and creating those really strong relationships and just letting everything that's not working go. I love your, uh, your company name, Courageous uh, Communications. What is the hardest conversation we're having internally at nonprofits right now? What is the thing that is the big roadblock that you're seeing a lot of internally? Oh, okay. There's a couple, okay. A couple things jumped up right away. And I think the first one is conversations around diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah. People want, people know there's a lot of nonprofits who know they need to step into the space. They don't know how, and they don't even know how to start the conversation. And they're afraid to talk about it with their board because they're afraid of saying something wrong or the board will get mad. And so we tend to like, oh, that feels dangerous. I'm not going to do it. And I think the other thing is just 
the simple like fundraising conversation, especially with the board, like how can the board support you in fundraising? And those are, those are sometimes like board engagement, I'd say would rank second. How do I talk to my board about being more engaged and being the, the kind of support we need? You know, it's the Venn diagram, the kind of support they want to give and the kind of, kind of support we, how can we find that spot? Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes hard to have those conversations. Those are the two big ones. And in fact, um, um, I'm doing a workshop here locally in St. Louis in the fall. I just, with an organization here called um, Network for Strong Communities, and they've been getting so many requests of how to have difficult conversations. That's what people want. They like, they want to go to the next level. And I feel like this is some kind of aftermath of COVID, although I don't know how to exactly tie it to it, but like we've sort of raised our standards for what we want. And we know we need to have these conversations around it and they, and they don't know how to do it. So I'm doing this workshop where I'm teaching people and it's the same methodology, Patrick, it's about that deep listening you know, and, you know, instead of trying to convince people, it's like really doing that deep listening and looking for the openings of where my idea can meet their need and, and, and moving in from there. Um, and because that empathy and, and like really meeting people where they're at, instead of asking them to come to where you are, that's the key to influence, right? Like, yeah, there is a, um, I had an early morning uh, out of the gate meeting I had to do across the state, had to get my car really early. And then really early on AM radio, you get the really weird PSAs that you never hear. At time, <laughs> yeah, right? True story. It's so true. So it it's is. completely blackout. I'm on the road. I hear a PSA really interesting. It's a phone ringing in the background and that's the sound of you doing nothing. Now it was a debt commercial, right? It was like, I'm, I'm going to be underwater, uh, but it's not answering the phone. And, and the whole bit is, there's nothing worse than doing nothing. If there's, if, I think we get into these crucial conversations about race and equity and board responsibilities and doing nothing or having zero conversation about it is worse than not being perfect at how we're going to explain it in the first place. Yes. How do we get it and muster enough gall to step forward knowing that I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to state it out loud and I'm going to take the risk of saying what needs to be said. And how do we just get it in our systems that we can actually have that conversation? Uh, All right. Well, first couple of things. First is um, you can't expect people to show up differently unless you show up differently. Right. So that's the first thing is like, and what I hear is a willingness from you in these conversations to show up differently, right? To, and so that's really what, like, you have to influence yourself first and raise the standards for what you will and will not accept in your life. Because, I mean, you know this, when you raise your standards, the world just sort of organizes around and meet them. It does. You don't have to really do anything but just decide to announce it to them or anything. But when you decide to raise your standards, and the other thing is, like, letting go of the outcome. And I would say the third thing is, you know, like I may not like letting go of the outcome. Like, I really want this to happen. I can hold space where I really want this to happen. And no matter what happens, we'll be okay. And, and going in with that. And, and I would say just leading with empathy, because the reason that these conversations get difficult is because people are afraid to be judged. They don't want to be judged. Like, and, and so they get defensive. And if, so if you are whatever you say is okay, wherever you're at is fine with me. I just want to know how you think about this. I'm not here to sell you or convince you. I just want to understand where you're coming from. 
and, and make sure I get that. And then that's the starting place. So it's like, it's like almost backing up a little bit. What you were saying is like, I really want to create all this change. And instead of like thinking, yes, you do. And the first step is building trust. Like that is the foundation of everything and creating what I call the sacred container. So if I have trust and then I know I can speak my mind and I do teach people how to like give and receive their thoughts in a way that feels better. So instead of saying, you need to do this, you should do this. You have to do this. It's, you might consider, you know, I invite you to consider, you might consider, Hey, could I share something that worked for me? Would it be okay? Like I, one of my most powerful mentors is like this Texas oil man. And every, everything he would say to me, he would say, is it okay if I share what I would do? And I, and I was, that was my choice to say yes or no, like, yes, please. But, but he would never say, Marianne, this is what you got to do. You know what I'm, because what happens is when somebody tells you what to do, what do you do? You don't want to do it. <laughs> right? when I choose, I'm well aware of that. When I choose. Right. And so that's the thing is just coming in. Like I call it the difference between calling them out and calling them in. So I'm not going to call them out. I'm going to call them in. How can I support you? What's going on? How can I help you? And how can I be a value and of service to you? Because then I know that you'll be a value and of service to me. And that's the difference between calling them out and calling them in. And a lot of times I feel like we feel like we need to call people out if we want to get a result. You know, I saw this thing on Facebook and it was like, my board won't raise money, blah, blah, blah. And like 297 comments later, and everyone's like, oh, here's what I would do. Fire them and get people who will, or give them this strategy or give them this thing or, or do this training. I'm like... Has anybody said, why don't you talk to them and see what the hesitation is? Have a conversation. Say, how can I support you? What can I do for you? I sense a hesitation. Can we talk about that? And, you know, whatever you, you know, and, and say, whatever you say is okay. I want to, I'm just here for you. And if it's something you don't want to do, that's fine. If it is, that's fine. And we'll figure it out together. And that comes from a much different place than like, you know, here, give it, you know, do this and do that. And, or because the worst thing is advice. I don't know if you, it's the difference between wisdom and advice because advice is a conversation killer, you know, like, oh, I'm so, I, I don't want to, I'm afraid to ask for money. Oh, here's some talking points. It's, it'd be the same thing as I'd say to you, Patrick, like, oh my God, I feel so ugly today. And you'd be like, well, you, what do you have to, what do you have to feel that way about? Or I will when I, when I feel, when I don't feel good about myself, I go for a run. It's like the same thing. It, it thwarts the conversation instead of saying, okay, so tell me why that's con- like, tell me more about that. How can I support you? Do you think that's in a conversation extender? So anytime we like have a problem solution, problem solution, it's like, that's giving advice and, and that people, they, they don't, they want to, they don't want the problem solved as much as they want to be able to kind of digest and flesh out what's going on and then, and then helping them decide what solution that they want to have. Cause they'll use that one if they get to decide it. Right. And it might not be the one you want. And also it'll move you forward. Reminds right? me of the best quote ever when uh, doing fundraising is if you want advice, ask for money. If you want money, ask for advice. Exactly. With the intention of like, I would like your opinion. You're giving them permission to give you some uh, suggestions of that. I would just Um, call that, I call that wisdom, like share your wisdom Mm -hmm. and, you know, and then, and because that's, and when people feel seen and heard in, in what they have, then they're going to relax. And that's what I want is to establish that baseline trust. And it's like, you'll know when you have it, you'll know 
when they feel seen and heard, because you'll see them relax. You'll see the whole thing. Yes. Oh my God. That is exactly what's going on. So I'll say, so what I'm hearing is this, like, yes, that's exactly it. Oh my God. Thank you. And then you can see their whole body relax. You're like, okay, I'm so glad you brought this to me. I have an idea and and because, and I think it might solve this problem that you were sharing. And would it be okay if I shared that with you? Yeah, sure. Right. And then, and that's, and then now they're open to what you have to say in a way that if you would have come in and said, you know, I want to do a board training, let's do a board training. Like, Oh God, what do we need that for? And now they're poking holes and they're playing the, the phrase I hate. And I don't know why, but devil's advocate. If we would say, tell me about your board service. How's it going for you? How can we support you better? Oh, we'd like to. Okay. I'm so glad you said that. Cause I had an idea to do it like a training and, and I'm thinking, I'm so excited because I think this training is going to do exactly what y'all just told me you needed. Now they're kind of like, and this is, I mean, it's not manipulative, but also it's like kind of a little gotcha. Like, Hey, you just said, this is what you wanted. I'm giving you the solution now. Like I'm using not their words against them, but I'm using their words to build my case for what I want which is better than using my words to build my case for what I want. I did this whole thing to get my husband to start remodeling our second floor. Use the whole, whole, whole technique. It's, it's a whole secondary use of this information. Yeah, it, um, it is. I use it on my kids, you know, so tell me what's going on. Like how you feel like the house is, what do you, what do you want? You know? And, uh, you know, and then his only objection was how we were going to fund the projects. Yeah. And I was like, so you're in, your, your objection is the money. And he's like, yeah, so, so, so you're committed to this project. We just need to figure out. I was like, I don't care how we pay for it. I just want it. You know, I was like, yes, but I use this exact technique of that. You know, I think it's probably about time because based on what you're saying, like, yeah, he's just resistant to change. Um, you know, but once that hammer hits the wall, he's all in, you know, so it's just like in that, I think that's how most people are. You know what I'm saying? Like once they get going, they're, they're into it. It's just getting, working through those objections and not seeing objections as people thwarting your progress. Objections are your calls to greater leadership and mastery. Objections are people actually trying to figure out if it's going to work and try it on. So if they're like, well, I'm not sure about the timing, I'm not sure about the money. Like, okay, tell me what you're not sure about. Like, because they're actually trying to think, okay, could we afford this? Could we, do we have the time to do this? Like, so tell me what, tell me what's hesitant about that time. How, you know, okay, great. Let's talk about, well, what do you, how could we afford it? What do you see? I'm asking them to solve everything for them. I'm not solving it. And then they're going to come up with the answer and they're like, oh yeah, that's, that, that works for me. And then I get, I get what I want. The official Do Good Better podcast, come for the fundraising advice, stay for the relationship and marital advice. Well, you know, it's all the same thing. It's all relationship building. People are like, they want this big thing between personal and professional, and there really isn't. We don't get personality transplants at the end of the day. You know, it's all the same thing and communication skills and empathy, and you can build those muscles and those skills in any part of your life. Right. It's like, so it's like, Oh, I, I communicate with these, I communicate well, this and that and like, no, it's any part of your life. These, you know, the influence can work to move you forward. And, and like, and that's really like, and Patrick, what I see in the, the, the true like gift of my work, like, like an absolute thing that just fills me up is seeing the leaders that I work with their work transform because of their ability to do this. They're raising money more easily. 
They're, you know, they, they have better relationships with donors because they've learned to release the outcome. They feel so much less pressure, you know, around that, like they like watching them grow into that next evolution of themselves and be the change agents. They always thought they wanted, you know, wanted to be and had every intention of being, and they couldn't figure out why they couldn't get people to move in their direction. And when you see that happen, it's like, it's, it's just incredible to witness. And I just had, um, somebody tell me the other day, um, um, she's, she's make, she's raising so much more money, getting back to the fundraising. She's raising so much more money because she's releasing the outcome of, you know, and, and her conversations, she's listening, empathizing. People feel seen and heard. They don't feel like ATMs anymore. You know, I don't, I'm not saying she made them feel like that before, but like, sometimes people could like, the only reason you're calling me is because you want money and, you know, and she's able to have a much richer relationship, which is benefiting everyone. And it's making her a lot easier for her to, to, you know, receive what, what they want and need. And, and so I see it all the time and it's just, it's, it's incredible to witness because it's sort of like a super highway that opens up because if you have influence then you can do marketing better, you can do fundraising better. You can have better board relationships and partner relationships, consultant relationships with people like us, mm-hmm. you know, because you understand how to make those relationships work more effectively. And so it's sort of like a super highway that opens up re that opens up those relationships and then has the resources and the people flowing to you. Cause like, sometimes, you know, you know, this, our CEOs, our EDs, and they feel so alone and they feel like they carry these organizations on their backs. And if they don't do it, it's not going to get done. And we just, we turn all that around. The skill can turn all that around. And that now you're, now you're, now you see this, this like garden of, of, you know, like of growth of support around you that you take with you. Every time we talk, it's like a frenetic uh, pace to catch up with all the awesomeness. <laughs> and it's so great. I know, I know. It's and it goes for like, like five seconds. It feels no. like it's like last, like we just got started. <laughs> I know. It never, it's never long enough. It's never uh, uh, enough time for getting through everything, which clearly means you'll be back a number of times. Uh, I know, you I too. But when uh, people are done uh, taking a breath finally and and, mm-hmm. this, and they want to reach out to you, how do they get a hold of you? Where do they find you? How do they get into Marianne's world? Yeah, so I have a great um, up-level your influence starter kit. Um, it has an ebook called Stop Sitting Back and Start Making Change. Um, it's uh, it's a lot of these principles that I talk more about. And I have my difficult conversations guide. So we we're talking about that. There's a guide mm-hmm. in there. It's just go to nonprofitleadershipguide.com and you can um, download those goodies. And if you're like this chick rocks, I want her to help me. You can just um, you can book a time with me at connectwithmarianne.com. And again, I'm not attached to the outcome. Nothing salesy or weird. If, if, you know, I'll help you no matter what you'll get value off the call. And if I think, you know, if we're a good fit, we're a good fit. If we're not, that's okay too. And it's all good. You know, I just love meeting people. I love the, I just love people who kind of just drop into to my zoom and like seeing how I can assist them and help them, you know, really rethink and reshape their mindset. And it's, it's a lot of fun. So yeah. If you're interested, hop on over. 
my uh, communication spirit animal. Uh, once again, <laughs> for being a guest on the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank oh. you, you're brilliant and awesome. And I can't wait. You, to- you too. And you just light up everything. You know, you're, you're the spark. I'll give you a virtual hug and that'll be great. I know. All uh, right. Ah, have a great one. Uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast. We'll chat to you later uh, here on the official Do Good Better podcast. Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you go to dogooduniversity.com, that's dogooduniversity.com, and you register for one of the courses, I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesomer, a practical guide to staying sane while doing good for free, because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com. Go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, Use the promo code podcast. Take 25% off of anything that you purchase. And I'm going to throw in a book as well because I want you to do awesome. I want you to do awesomer. And I want you to do good better. Go to dogooduniversity.com today.